0: Good morning brothers and sisters. This is a day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hediger. I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford, Salisbury Center, and Middleville United Methodist Churches where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate miracles together. Amen. Um, I do have an announcement today, Um, just a reminder, really, but uh, this Thursday, the 12th of August at 6 o'clock, we're going to do a gifts assessment. So if you're listening to this and um, you'd like to come take that assessment with us, you are more than welcome to come. Today's memory verse comes from Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Let us pray. Father God, we come together as one, one people gathered in the name of the one God. We come to worship together as one community, giving praise and honor to the righteous one, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Lord, you described yourself to us as the bread of life, He told us that whoever comes to you will never be hungry or thirsty. If we eat of your bread, Lord, not only will we not hunger or thirst, we will have eternal life. As we come to you on this Sunday, we declare our faith and belief in you. Lord, we yearn for your bread and the eternal life that we can have only through you. We pray pray that we will be like the disciples and wait patiently for you, living our lives in love and fellowship with our neighbors, just as you taught us. We declare our love for you and our faith and trust in you. We ask that you rain down your mercy and grace upon us as you did upon your disciples. We ask that you continuously quench our thirst for you and comfort us when we allow the challenges of the world to steal our joy and keep us from hearing your voice. We thank you for all that comes from you and all that we find in you. We give you our love and praise in your name, amen. Join me with a call to worship Come, let us put away all things that divide us and love one another, for we are members of one another. Come, let us not be divided from one another by gender, race, color, or status, for we are members of one another. Come. Let us put away lies, anger, stealing, and corrupt words, for we are members of one another. Come, let us put away bitterness, wrath, clamor, and malice, for we are members of one another. Come, let us put away uncleanness, idolatry, and deception, for we are members of one another. Together let us speak truth, labor together, and do what is good and edifying to the Lord. Let us be imitators of God, walk as the children of God, and love as Christ first loved us. Come, let us be the people of God we are called to be. For we are saints, God's chosen people, and members of one another. Amen. This morning's lady scripture comes from Proverbs 2, 1 through 15. Proverbs 2, 1 through 15, it reads this way. My child, if you accept my words and treasure up my commandments within you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, if you indeed cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures... Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly, guarding the paths of justice and preserving the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Prudence will watch over you, and understanding will guard you. It will save you from the way of evil, from those who speak perversely, who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, those whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Amen. We move to joys and concerns um, this morning. And uh, today we put another friend to rest. That's um, two of our ladies in a week that have gone home. They have been completely healed of their illness. They are now face to face with Jesus Christ himself, waiting for us uh, for when we're called home. But I would ask you this morning to keep those families of those loved ones in prayer. Um, And of course, those that are on our prayer list. Let us pray. Father God, we rest underneath your mighty wings of love. We dwell within your gentle heart. We trust in your goodness. You are our Lord, our Savior, our healer, and our friend. Through the sufferings of Christ, we can ask for both healing and restoration. We present to you all who have special need of your grace today. We know and believe there is healing in your touch. Keep them in your gracious care, and insofar as we are able, use us to make their burdens lighter. Help us to serve those you've put in our lives in whatever fashion you direct us. May our healing be our testimony for those who don't know you yet. May they see your mighty works in us and turn to you for salvation. Amen. The title to this morning's message is Baseball and Barnabas. Baseball and Barnabas. Last week I asked the question, now that we understand the covenant promises we made, will we choose to live up to them or will we walk away? I suggested if our decision was to abide by our oaths, we should begin by recognizing we are one body in Christ. As the Bible says, many members, but one body. We then discussed the problem Paul faced in the Church of Corinth. He wrote an epistle to the Church, teaching them that the Holy Spirit gives each believer gifts or talents for the good of the Church, for the good of each other, and the edification of Christ. Paul used the analogy of the human body with all the different body parts, explaining each member has a specific purpose in support of the body. We read read 1 Corinthians 12, 26, where he told the Corinthians and, and us, if one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. So we're going to pick up from there today. I attended a national baseball tournament in Cooperstown this week and watched one of our grandsons play baseball. People from all over the country competed and we really enjoyed checking out the different license plates in the parking lot. People came from Oregon, California, Michigan, Florida, Georgia, Arizona, and of course most of the states in the northeast were represented. There were thousands of people there and I just knew a Sunday message was going to come out of it. I think Baseball is a perfect illustration of Paul's discourse on the body and its members. As I watched the different teams playing, I noticed a couple of things. First of all, they were absolutely one body with many members. Each player had a specific talent in support of the main body or the team. Some had multiple gifts and were able to play different positions as needed. As I watched the pitchers and catchers working in tandem, I couldn't help but think of 1 Corinthians 12. I could imagine the catcher saying, because I am not a pitcher, I do not belong to the body. And then I thought, that would not make him any less a part of the body, as it says in scripture. And then, of course, I thought, if the whole team or body were pitchers, where would the catchers be? The Bible says, if all were a single member, where would the body be? so each player had assigned roles based on their talents and skills. In forming the team and assigning roles and positions, the coach initially conducted tryouts. The players displayed their talents, the coach assessed them, and then the coach assigned positions based on the skills and needs of the team. The needs of the team outweighed the needs of the individuals. Assignments were made that would best benefit the body. And it was very evident which members used their talents effectively for the benefit of the team instead of themselves. The winning team went undefeated in 10 consecutive games. So let's compare all that to our church body. Imagine a church body made up of many members all using their gifts and talents for the good of the body. Philippians 2 4 tells us to let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. How much good could the church accomplish within its body and in the community? I actually watched one baseball team boo their own teammates when they made a mistake. How far, how far do you think they made it in the tournament? Not very far. Well, unfortunately, I've seen the same thing happen in our churches. Not our churches, of course, but in churches. I've witnessed people tearing down fellow Christians for all kinds of reasons. Pride, jealousy, envy, and sometimes just out of meanness or anger. This is how the world acts, brothers and sisters, not followers of Christ. Followers of Christ follow the advice of 1 Thessalonians 5.11, where we're told, therefore, encourage one another and build up each other. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other. The undefeated baseball team encouraged each other on every play, whether they made a mistake or not. If someone dropped or missed the ball, you'd hear things like, that's okay, nice try. Forget about that play, shake it off. You'd even see them clap and they tell their teammate, we've got this, let's go. Well, what if our church body followed that example? What if we followed that example when someone fell off the wagon and went back to the bottle? Or if one of our members had a weak moment and popped open that medicine bottle they struggled with for so long? What if we met every sin we encountered with love and encouragement? Remember where we started with the message last week on the gifts of the Spirit. What if we all prayed for the gift of encouragement and we all became like Barnabas? Barnabas was a nickname given to one of the apostles. It means son of encouragement. So son or daughter of encouragement. Imagine acting like Barnabas when people make mistakes and saying things like that baseball team said. We tell our our brothers or sisters, forget about that mistake. Shake it off. Come on, we've got this. We're a team. We're in this together. That's how we should be treating brothers and sisters. We know that the Corinthian church was filled with dissension. That's why Paul wrote the epistle. Paul knew he had to end the dissension before it tore the church apart, much like the baseball team that insulted their own teammates. I don't care what type of group you're in, whether it's a sport team, a church body, or a marriage. Dissension and insults will damage or even end the relationship. I passed an empty church driving to Cooperstown. I was saddened when I saw the for sale sign on the front lawn. But I couldn't help but wonder why the church closed. I refused to believe God would have allowed it to close if it was filled with Christians who acted like Barnabas or, or who were using their gifts and talents for the good of the body. My guess would be that they acted more like how the world acted. Perhaps God decided he didn't need another church filled with worldly people pretending to be Christians. Christians, churches that are obedient and faithful to God's word will be blessed. That undefeated team was successful because they listened to their coach, they practiced their skills, they encouraged one another, and they focused on the needs of the team instead of their own needs. We would do well to do the same. We need to listen to our coach, the Holy Spirit. We need to practice our Christian skills of prayer and love and forgiveness and patience and kindness. We're to follow the guidance of Romans 12, 14 through 19. It reads, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. And Philippians 2, 1 through 3 tells us, If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. As Christ followers, we need to, uh, to do a lot more loving and a lot less judging. We need to do a lot more encouraging and a lot less criticizing. If we truly are one body, we should love each member and recognize each part that has something of value. Those that insult or judge or criticize may not realize, but they're doing that to a son or daughter of the Most High God, the very creator of the universe. Some of you will discover what gifts the Holy Spirit has blessed you with when we take the assessment Thursday night. But my prayer this week is that we all pray for the gift of encouragement so we can be a blessing to others. Let us pray. Bread of Life, You taught us to put away bitterness and anger and with tender-hearted kindness to share the fruit of our labor with the needy. Strengthen us by your grace that in communion with you we may forgive one another and live in love as Christ loved us. Refrain us from our tendency to nurture perceived slights and to put hot coals to our anger. Refrain us from our tendency to take advantage of others for personal gain. Refrain us from negativity and from becoming bitter whether or not we think we're justified in our feelings. Refrain us from the all-too-human and common tendency to gossip about others and to slander them in any way. Refrain us from carrying malice in our hearts and from giving into anything that would poison relationships with others. Make us over again, O oh gracious God. Create in us a clean heart, a heart dedicated to serving you. Give us a consistent kindness and compassion for others. Keep us always tender-hearted, even when the world delivers difficult blows and setbacks to us. Teach us once again about your redeeming grace in order that we may learn, however slowly and however difficult, how to forgive others. Teach us how to live abundantly into the future as victorious and expectant people, greeting each new day with eagerness and excitement. Remind us to expect miracles from a God who still performs miracles. And always, always remind us that we are among your forgiven and beloved community. We pray all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We who have accepted from God abundant gifts we did not deserve have the opportunity to express our thanks. We who have eaten manna in the wilderness are chosen to pass the bread of life to neighbors in our own community and around the world. May our giving this morning reflect the fragrant offering and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We move to the offering at this time, and I just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you for your gifts. I thank you for what what you're contributing to. And I, I Again, I assure you that your money is being well spent in the community. The churches are reaching out and being a blessing to those in need, and you are a part of that. I thank you. Let us pray. Patient and merciful God, we hear your call to live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Our ears hear these words in our worship. Our minds know what they mean. Our hearts long to follow them, but we know that tomorrow we'll be tempted to slip into the familiar life where we ourselves are at the center of our own world and the needs we focus on are almost entirely our own. And our giving this day help us strengthen our resolve to love as Christ loves us, for it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Go out this week and imitate God, living in love, Put your hope in God's word and let your own words be truthful and constructive. May sin rouse your anger, but never let anger cause you to sin. And do not allow any room for evil. And now receive the benediction. May God always hear your voice. May Christ Jesus raise you to new life. And may the Holy Spirit nourish you for the life of love. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep each and every one of you. Please stay safe and stay in his word. Amen.